This is all for real. These are all things that will cause mental health symptoms and distress outside of the things that you might be able to work on with a therapist because these are functional things going on in your body if you're having mental health symptoms or distress. These are key factors that can be contributing to that, that if you misguide yourself and move over to, you know, numbing out emotions or even getting into like addictive behaviors to numb out emotion or getting on life altering and changing mental health medication without looking at root cause, well, then you might cause or create more dysfunction or fragmentation in self and health. Today, I'm going to cover six key elements to roll out for your mental health. What your endocannabinoid system has to do with gut health, a story about mold that you really need to hear, plus six ways to start your plan to better health. I want to start by saying nothing that I'm going to be covering here is to judge yourself or definitely not to tell you to get off a medication if you are currently on a medication. What I do, though, want to cover here is very important. What I'm sharing here, especially when I get to the rollouts here in a moment, is really important for you to have awareness around so that you can be an advocate, you can ask the right questions, and you can get the right team of professionals to help you work through things. So let's get into it. First, if you are deficient in minerals and vitamins, it will cause mental health problems. And that spectrum of problems it can cause are way more than you might realize. Yes, depression, anxiety, brain fog, difficulty focusing, symptoms like that fall into ADHD symptoms, deficiency in these areas will create that. You also want to be looking at gut health. There is a direct correlation between gut and brain, gut health and brain function. I talked many episodes ago, because I think it was maybe two years, maybe longer that I went, but I went to a training in New Jersey and it was for physicians and nurses. I know I'm neither of those, but it was really important for me to attend this. It was specifically on the use of medical marijuana in the treatment of mental health. Just know that some doctors aren't even allowed to talk to you about the use of medical marijuana for your mental health. I am not saying that that is the go-to for everyone by any means, but they're not even allowed to talk about it. I know therapists in this area who are not allowed to talk about it as part of their contract agreement. This also then limits people in those fields of maybe even exploring just what other types of non-ordinary states of consciousness are there for mental health. Non-ordinary states of consciousness are maybe beyond what you just comes to mind when you think of that. So at this training, they were talking about that, but they also spent a great deal of time talking about gut health, brain health, because part of that is in our gut and our brain, we have CBD1 and CBD2 receptors. And then we have this tunnel and portal and kind of highway that runs through the body. We also have an endocannabinoid system in our body. And when that gets depleted through stress, chronic stress and other situations, it then causes some situation in that gut brain health kind of portal. But there's a lot of things that can create poor gut health. And it has then a correlation and direct impact on our mental health, our emotional health, and our well-being, even our physical health, how we're moving through life. If you have poor gut health, you're not going to be in good physical health. Another key rollout area has to do with your oral hygiene, which I know is an epidemic crisis going on because the cost associated with some things that people have to get done 
related to having good oral health care. But the bacteria that can grow in the mouth goes right into the bloodstream as well as other parts of the body and can cause secondary disease as well as mental health symptoms. Another huge one is environmental factors. And I'm not talking about the stress lifestyle stuff that you know, would be maybe within that therapeutic process that you're looking at. This is environment and what your living condition environment is. I mean, we are all well aware, at least what's going on down here in the US about the situation with air, you know, with all the, the train derailment and stuff that's going on, the water, our town got a D minus in the water and like, go, go drink it, go shower with it. You're fine. But mold toxicity is huge. I mean, so huge. I'm finally past the 10 year statute of my situation in court where I was basically for four years in a really toxic building that caused severe and substantial health problems from the mold that was in there and later had to even get surgeries to remove the mold from my body that it caused. Mold is a big one. And there are so many natural flooding things going down for people. And mold can be the silent situation that's going on that will cause severe situations in the body. Autoimmune diseases, super super common here. The three most common things, and I know all this because I was in court for three years and I spoke to the experts in the field. Since this time, I have helped over five of my mental health clients know that they had mold in their home from them reporting symptoms and what was going on with me. And we found the mold in their home because there are key things that go down here with symptoms and doctors aren't asking when clients are reporting symptoms, tell me about your house. Do you have any environmental things there? Have you had any flooding? Because mold will cause autoimmune stuff, but the three most common things that are misdiagnosed that are actually due to mold toxicity in the environment are ADHD, fibromyalgia, and Lyme's disease. Because of the symptoms it causes in the body, Way back when I had to go through all of that, there was no testing at that time. So I went to like, I had to go to an allergist, for example, and the mold they tested me for was the mold in cornfields. What the heck does that have to do with anything? Nothing, because toxic mold has thousands of mycotoxins. Those mycotoxins will stick to your skin. They absorb into your skin. Some people can break them down real easy. Some people, not so much. Now, because I had that extensive exposure, I have zero ability to break down mycotoxins. So I know the symptom report from clients, for example, where I was able to help them. But if I walk into a space and it has mold in there, I have to beeline out pretty directly because I get the symptoms immediately. So I was also able to help a good friend of mine when I went in her home and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I have to leave. But just so you know, I think you might have mold here. And lo and behold, they had a huge mold situation going on because mold will hide behind the walls. You can't maybe always see it. Maybe you see a tiny speck of something and then you ignore it or you bleach over it or something, but it's growing behind the walls. And that's why mold remediation is so expensive because you have to tear stuff out. Sorry, almost cursed again. I'm cursing a bit in this session, uh, I guess, because the topic has me a little feeling something. Know that your environment is also key like key, because I said those three most common things, but it also mold toxicity 
can cause a whole lot of mental health problems, a ton of physical problems, but the mental health can get real extreme, like really high anxiety symptoms, depression, and also a feeling of um, kind of unreality sometimes because it's such a, a situation that takes over the whole body and then the physical body itself. I had mentioned about how some people can break down those environmental toxins and some people cannot. And those who cannot, it will also impact their body dependent upon how it gets absorbed into the body, but also how that particular body system breaks it down. For example, some people will get the really bad migraines and eye strain, and often they'll be misdiagnosed as having computer eyes, like uh, from staring at your screen for too long. With that, those individuals will often get also some uh, dizzy feelings, some lightheadedness go on, even some, you know, feelings in the back of their neck, kind of like a, a weeble wobble head type of feeling. Other people will get it in their chest area. And this is where they have hard time breathing, increased bronchial situations, so bronchitis, uh, increase in asthma symptoms, difficulty with really catching your breath, having steady breath. Other people, it will lie other places in the body, some in the lower area. That's where mine really built up a lot. Uh, the mold just kind of festered and grew. And I ended up having to get my uterus removed because it ended up getting to be as though I was six and a half months pregnant. And the other impacts it had on my body. It also took several months of being out of the building to have some of the other symptoms clear in my body. Like for a couple months, I would, uh, this is kind of gross, but I'm just telling you in case you got this stuff going on, I would like cough up like black stuff. Like my body was just like, oh my God, get this out of you kind of thing. Environment is key and it will greatly impact mental, emotional, and physical health if you have mold exposure. I added a link in the show notes for the guidance for clinicians on the recognition and management of health effects related to mold exposure and moisture indoors. I think you might find it really helpful if any of those things that I talked about stood out for you, and you can also share it with your clinician. The book is free, so check out the link and it's free online for anyone to read. You want to be able to roll out also any other medical conditions that could be contributing to the mental health symptoms that you have. And if needed, if you're having some things related to visions, hallucinations, delusions, allow, if possible, to get some brain scanning done to make sure there's not a medical condition going on that could be contributing to things that look like severe mental health problems. Same goes with that deficiency of the vitamins and the minerals in the body. I know this might not sound like what you're used to hearing, but I assure you, this is all for real. These are all things that will cause mental health symptoms and distress outside of the things that you might be able to work on with a therapist because these are functional things going on in your body. Lastly, you want to be looking at what is your social support system look like? Even having one person that you feel is in your social support system can make a huge difference. If you feel like you're struggling to find friends, to find that social support system, look at groups online that you can get into, get on, you know, meet up and things like that, see what's going on in your area, but try to also look at what your social support looks like and is that contributing to mental health distress. Now let's look at six ways to start your plan to better health. One is to have a functional 
blood work analysis. If you can find a functional medicine doctor in your area, that is even better. This is going to look at minerals and vitamins in your body to see if you have depletion areas there, or maybe even some absorption situations going on that your body is having a difficult time absorbing. So maybe you're you're getting the minerals and you're getting the vitamins, but you're still depleted. A functional analysis is also going to look at things like your hormone levels, your thyroid functioning, even indicating if you have adrenal fatigue, which can cause a whole heck of a lot of stuff in the body, mind, and emotions. Even working or looking into nutrition planning. Food is medicine. If you are eating, then you're going to feel like food is medicine. Know what you're putting in your body and the impact it has. And just know that there's some food allergies that might even fall into the healthy food category that your body might have an allergic reaction to that causes a mental health symptom. And then there's also chiropractic where you can work with a chiropractor to see about the full body system and they can do alignments in the body because if you're really misaligned, that can cause things as well. And then there's acupuncturists or Reiki practitioners and we work more on the chi energy or the bioki, which is that um, unhealthy chi in the body. Acupuncturists obviously using some type of skill base and Reiki practitioners are using another type of skill base, but we're both kind of working on areas in the energy body. Homeopathy, where you can look at remedies that they give. The, the remedies are energy-based things that work on the energy in the body to work on rebalancing and clearing and helping the liver, helping the kidneys work, for example, because that's another one, right? If you have high anger, because your liver symptom is going to be high anger. And then non-ordinary states of consciousness, because that doesn't have to be plant-based medicine. Doctors are prescribing nature because that can be a place to go in to get into non-ordinary states of consciousness, but also there's the whole exchange of nature and what it brings to our body, which I know I've talked about a lot, so I won't digress here. But also things like breathing exercises, meditations, somatic awareness experiences in the body within the therapeutic process, they are also non-ordinary states of consciousness in mental health healing. But we don't look at that oftentimes. We don't look at deficiencies in vitamins and minerals. We don't look at how our gut health is doing, which is directly correlated to our mental health. How often are your primary care doctors really looking at this and exploring this stuff with you? Because there are trainings out there for sure happening that are helping those in the medical field have the language and understanding around this to talk about these key things like gut health, brain health. The umbrella over this is about the integration of the medical model in the therapeutic process. When we're looking at integration and how to do this, as a reminder, you are primary person. You know your body more than anyone and can be the biggest advocate and voice for what that feels like and looks like. The second down is going to primarily be a medical provider, as well as a therapist or a psychologist. And then what this does is let you look at two different key areas. The one is the medical part of your being, and the other is the psychological, emotional, and maybe even spiritual part of self, depending on the type of therapy that you get into. And I want to be real clear here that if you're on medication, do not stop the medication. And if you want to stop it, get support to stop it so you're doing it the right way. Because if not, it can cause some real significant stuff. So please do not just stop taking a medication despite all that I'm covering here. Once you have all that then, 
Once you look at all that, once you've rolled out all of that, then you might look at some mental health medication for assistance. Because a lot of times the mental health symptoms and distress, and I want to say most of the time, honestly, but I'm trying to be mindful of my language here. It is not a brain disease. So giving a medication to heal a brain disease when there's no brain disease going on there, you're collecting the side effects from the medication is what you're doing. And you can work on collecting awareness, knowledge, information about your body, about your patterns, about maybe things that you've been like the same story you're telling yourself and feeling stuck in and you suddenly realize there's a different book to pull off the shelf to understand about yourself. You deserve it. You owe it to yourself. There's mounds of information out there. We're not stuck in a cookie cutter situation that you have to stay in. It's like back when there were state hospitals. I did a whole research paper on the deinstitutionalization of state hospitals. But when that was going down, when there was like a lot of state hospitals, you know, did you ever see like those like, old school photos or something of that time period, you know, when we would just like electrocute people's brains because they had mental health distress or back maybe even before them when we did lobotomies, right? We just like cut into their brain. Or as I mentioned with that episode, I showed you a clip of that I did a while ago about your mental health matters. We don't suddenly have this rise in anxiety and depression and trauma because we need to over-medicate our society in order to fix it. Let's look at solutions to what's going down here that's making people so distressed about their life. You know, how we're like kind of taking away the, the, the dream to actually be able to function and live without complete financial stress every day for most people. How about we all collectively kind of come together and try to figure out some ways to tackle some of that and get away from the over-medication of society or the over stamping on a forehead, some diagnosis and making people feel like that is who they are when it's not. It's symptoms, it's patterns. It's a way to give us a guide so that we can become aware. We can create something different. We can learn what we have a deficiency in and fill that all up. That's what I'm here to do to try to help you with, with this information on these podcasts. If there was ever a time like you felt like subscribing supporting by liking this video or even considering a small donation in the donation links I have below, now would be the time to do it because I know that I'm not going with the norm here of what I'm sharing with you, but I hope you find value in this information. And I would really like to hear what you have to say below. If it's different where you're at, let me know. If you have some ideas of how we might start to kind of get this information out there differently so people can feel empowered, so people can recognize the power of change that they have, let me know. And thanks so much for joining me. I will talk to you again real soon. Have a good one.